Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. I'm your chair, Georgia Kirk, and this week, Gary and Guy will be discussing support for the entrepreneur at a personal level. This is a very important subject, and I know that they have lots of different points to cover, but this is going to be a very uh, valuable episode for those entrepreneurs listening. Uh, Gary and Guy, or Guy, I should say, over to you. Thanks, Georgia. This is an important subject because very often it's quite a lonely place, actually, I think, being an entrepreneur. Unless you've got the correct structure around you in a number of ways, um, I'll kind of summarise those in a second and then go into a, a little bit more detail before giving you some examples. And I know Gary's got some really good examples as well, so he's going to kick in a, in, in a bit later with, with those. You know, it's really important that you have people you can talk to. And, and it's different for everybody. You know, sometimes it can be uh, a non-exec if you've made the decision to take a non-exec on someone who's been there, done it and got the T-shirt. They're great people to kind of bounce your ideas off. And you, 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 you kind of problems as well, quite honestly, uh, because they've kind of probably experienced a lot of them before or something similar. I think it's also, you know, another, another way of doing it is to have some kind of coach or mentor. And, and, and that kind of comes under the non-exec banner as well, but you can specifically go for a coach that isn't directly involved in the business and a mentor that isn't directly involved in the business. So they are literally just there to help you personally. And this is all about helping you personally, not the business. It does that indirectly, but it helps you personally. And if you're in good shape and have a good kind of mental state and a good positive mindset, then, you know, your business is going to benefit from that. And, you know, I think also surrounding yourself with people who do the stuff that you don't want to do. That's always really helpful for the business, but it's really helpful for you personally because it, it makes going into work a lot more pleasurable. So, you know, to begin with, as an entrepreneur, you're jack of all trades. Bring in people in. The, the way I did it, I brought people in that did the jobs that I really hated. <laughs> and there was quite a few of them. And, you know, a good example of that was the sort of the, the detailed financial stuff. I, I enjoyed the high-level financial stuff and making decisions based on really good financial information. I just didn't enjoy putting all that kind of information together on the spreadsheet. It's just not my thing. So one of the first things you know, we did was brought in a part-time financial director, and that really helped me personally. And if it helps me personally, again, it helps the business. And I think partners and suppliers can really help with that. You picked you know, there's some suppliers that are, and partners that are going to be purely transactional. They're there to fulfill a purpose, and that's it. Actually, what I think you'll find as well, and, and I actively encourage entrepreneurs to do this. I see people that do it really well, and I see people that just don't bother with it. And, you know, I think they're the poorer for it. You know, you, you nurture your partners and your suppliers, and they get a really good understanding of you and your business and vice versa. And, you know, that really does support you personally as well as support the business. An often overlooked support person is, is a financial advisor. So again, you know, as an entrepreneur, you kind of, you know, most entrepreneurs will put themselves last and the business and their team way above them. You know, I certainly did. And that's, a, I think that's the way it should be, to be fair. But I think sometimes you need a, a another person, again, whether that's a, a non-exec or, or a financial advisor who advises you you know who's there to say hang on a second guy or gary you know take a look at this a bit more carefully and actually you should consider yourself in this particular circumstance because it's as important to support yourself as it is your team and your business 
Clearly, you know, uh, another important factor is family. You know, I'm lucky I have a really supportive family. Obviously, my wife does some of the stuff that I don't get around to doing. Maybe I should do uh, around the house and with the, with the with the children, particularly when they were younger, when I was starting the business. So, yeah, all right, quite all. a bit. <laughs> yeah, ninety odd percent. <laughs> I might have mowed the lawn once or twice. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, having a supportive family is really important. And and actually, you know, I'd also pull out my my mum and dad in that. They both made sure that I had the right work ethic. That definitely came from both of them. And I think my mum also had that kind of uh, edge to her that you know didn't necessarily take what everybody told you to be the right and the truth and to question things and to you know have that drive and determination to do stuff that isn't perhaps for everybody and then there's other stuff the small stuff like you know maybe having a cleaner or um, a fitness you know a, a personal fitness trainer or, or whatever it is there's lots of little things we're going to explore health in, a, in another podcast further down the line so I won't go into those in any great detail I've just talked very briefly now. In fact, to be honest, I've done enough talking. Let's go to Gary and I'll give you my example shortly. You, you, you can hear somebody else's voice. I, I, I always sound like Mr. Bean on these podcasts. So uh, Gary's got much more of a, a, a voice for radio. Voice for radio and a face for radio. <laughs> Which, you know what, did cross my mind, but I thought I can't say that. <laughs> of course you can. Of course you can. Uh, that's really, I love to hear you talk about it, actually, because I think it's very easy for an entrepreneur to talk about it because you've lived through it. And I think it's a really good topic, you know, the structure around you. And it is quite often an entrepreneur goes it alone, can do a lot himself, you know, superman, superhuman. But you do need that support structure. And I love your examples, particularly your mum and dad and the values they've given you and, you know, some of the things. I think that's great. I think just to sort of pick up on a couple of them, I think, I'm in the same camp in terms of finance. Uh, I used to believe that if I had a finance director and a PA, I could take on the world because my personal organisation uh, needs sorting out. There's a great story where my PA, I'm going to get this right, found my mother's partner. <laughs> I was so busy, I actually outsourced her to find a dating agency for my mother. <laughs> Did she do a good job, Gary? That's the important she did, question. She did a brilliant job. She did an absolutely brilliant job, and she ended up marrying him. Wow. Uh, they had a, a wedding. I think she, I can't remember the exact age, but she'd have been 72, and he was about 80. Amazing. How brilliant is that? So that's the <laughs> value story. of a PA. I had a brilliant PA uh, and a brilliant finance guy, and it helped enormously, but it was that support because... You know, one of the things it does is that if you take on things that you're not so good at, as you mentioned, you actually drain your energy and you need a lot of energy as an entrepreneur. So to cover those things that you're not very good at, that drain your energy is really valuable. So I think that's that's number one. I had a lot of coaches and mentors in my journey. and I'm really grateful for all of them, actually. They all had a slightly different role, maybe maybe four probably in the end. I was wise enough to only pick people who had been successful entrepreneurs themselves. One I'd like to sort of shout out is a guy called Jim Ingalls, who was a very, uh, he was one of the rare entrepreneurs that leads from the rear. And he set a company up called Pippa D. I don't think there'd be anyone listening who remember Pippa D, but it was, it was a social revolution as well as a economic and commercial success. Because it was one of the early times where, <laughs> this sounds awful now, but where the ladies got out of the house and did some work in the 60s. 
it was called Pugilista. It was called, it was the, uh, what do they call it? Not house parties, where they used to host them, the activity in the, in the home and sell clothing. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a bit like the, the, the Tupperware type things and, and yeah, that like, kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Bizarrely, I, Jim was my, one of my first mentors. So this, this clothing company called Pippa D, it, sell, it sold uh, ladies' underwear and ladies' clothing. And Jim was a, the, the guy was working for Marks and Spencer's and he was just uh, in a hotel having dinner. And, it, and there was no room in the, in the restaurant other than one table that he had to share with somebody else. So anyway, he shared it with somebody else. And this guy was explaining that he was in uh, business selling ladies' laundry and he had to get rid of it because his wife was going to divorce him. <laughs> Because <laughs> he kept going to people's houses. Uh, he, wa- he wasn't wearing it, was he? I don't know about it. Might have <laughs> maybe, maybe that was probably deeper. But, but Jim bought the business for nothing, actually. He took the business off this guy who had the challenge, and it became a multi-million pound business and the social revolution. And he had people all over all over the UK selling ladies' underwear. Anyway, amazing story, yeah. But anyway, Jim was a, was a special mentor for me. That was part of it. And I also had a financial advisor because when you do reasonably well, you do need a bit of advice. And most entrepreneurs don't have much clue about the financial aspects of life. And to find someone you trust is quite important. All, all the time, it kind of, you know, it, 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 it's one of those tasks you don't need to do and you probably won't do it as well as them. So why would you want to do it? Yeah, agree. Yeah, so I'll leave it to you to share some of your stories. I'm sure they're more interesting than my ladies <laughs> in the West. I can't, I can't, I can't beat that one, Gary. I, I just can't. It was like, it's also, if you think about it, it was almost like the early speed dating type idea as well, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, where you, you're yeah. forced to, to sit at a table with a, a total stranger and have a chat and, and look yeah. what happened. What a change in his life, though. You know, yeah. he, yeah. he became hugely successful, many millions of pounds, really nice guy, but transformed his life. That one opportune meeting. Well, you know, they always say that business is always, successful business is always a mixture of seizing the moment, good planning, many other things, but also a, a healthy slice of luck. And he was yeah. in the right ta- uh, place in the right time and, and seized the opportunity. And then, you know, uh, after that, he, he obviously used his, his skill and talent to, to get, to take it to where it, you know, it, it, it went to. Really yeah. good story. I yeah. can't be that, but anyway, I'll have a go. <laughs> you can have to try. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, all I want to do is really just talk about a couple of key people that I kind of came across along the way and, and, and how they kind of supported supported me personally. So we're not talking about the business here, but we are indirectly because every, everything that supports me actually also supports my ability to do business. And I think one of the, the first people that really made a, a significant difference, my uh, non-executive Kate, chap named Ian Brooks. Ian, by his own uh, definition, is a, a professional northerner who has, has definitely got the, the badges and scars along the way in business and been very successful, a, a true uh, a, a true entrepreneur himself. And this is where the chancing came in. So we, you know, we... We actually got some funding from, I think they were called Smart Awards back in the day. Gave us something like £10,000 worth of consulting. And I think I equated to 10 days consulting from this company. And it was Ian's company that was was tasked to to come in and help. And a company called Winning Pitch. And, you know, they came in and, you know, I had a a mentor for a while uh, who was really good. But he, he wasn't a specialist in the area that I was looking at at that point. 
uh, and then Ian came along, who was. We got on really well. Big Burnley uh, fan. I'm a big Man City fan. We 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 love our football, and we we just got on really well. I think that's important uh, with with people like that. Got to get on well. You know, you've both got to kind of give value. And um, you know, Ian, I think it's fair to say really enjoyed his time working uh, at Cake. You know, I really and still really enjoy working with him and actually that working relationships continued into another business uh, at the moment called the startup factory of which there are also some podcasts out there if anyone cares to uh, have a look a bit of cross-pollination there hope you like that georgia it's very um, good from the factory floor <laughs> to be precise from the factory floor thank you yeah that's the important bit um so he was he was kind of a key person and, and he was my he was my sounding board he sense checked some of the things that the mad things that i wanted to do and and, and question them and, and, and maybe look in a little bit more detail and just my gut feel. I'm very much a gut feel person. And, you know, he questions stuff when perhaps I hadn't gone into enough detail and thought about it carefully enough. So really, really useful person to have around. And I think the other one that kind of Gary's touched on, actually, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of people along the way, and I've talked about mum and dad, so I'm not going to talk about that again. But financial advisor, I'll stress how important that is. So... Have your personal finances in order as well as your business finances because it takes the pressure off because, you know, you need somebody who, who is there through the, the thick and thin of, of when you're doing well as a business and not doing so well and, you know, and, and making sure that, you know, if you do have money invested that it's available if you need it and, but it's, it's working for you if you don't need it and actually making sure that you put some money aside and that's often difficult in the first few years i totally get that and and but as soon as you can you should do and my financial advisor was there to kind of guide me on that and whether the business had been acquired or not if we carried on going down the route we were going down even as a lifestyle business we would have you know i personally would have been okay because of his advice so i i, I definitely recommend a financial advisor so that would be my two tips non-exec and financial advisor if i build on the financial advisor it's interesting uh i used to play football with an accountant and he was quite uh i saw he was quite a, um, a high-powered accountant really did, did he keep score going <laughs> probably <laughs> probably he certainly kept score of me Anyway, I, I knocked on his door, a bit sheepish, really, because he was quite a bit older than me at the time and uh, quite powerful, I felt. So I sheepishly knocked on his door and said, would you mind being my accountant? And to my surprise, he said, yeah, of course I would definitely be your accountant, because I didn't really, wasn't much going on in my, in my life at the time. And I, I then socially, I said to him, why did you take me on then? You know, you, you take on a lot of serious clients, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, well, from, from small acorns, Mr. Fletcher, from small acorns, I, I'm predicting you'll do well and grow into a big oak tree and uh, I'll do well from you. And, and here I am sort of 30 years later. And I think he was right. It's interesting. So, you know, the perception I had as a, a young, trusting entrepreneur was I wasn't worthy of his time. But actually, as, it, as it, he was right, that he saw something that was going to flourish later on. And I think that's true with all structure people you may not feel you're worthy of it today but as you grow and develop as a person i'm sure the entrepreneurs will value these these contacts and i think it's a really good point because it's not natural for an entrepreneur to go and get structure and support around them but it is critical to their long-term success yeah and i think you know, a couple of points there gary you know 
the the example you've just given about your counsel is exactly the same with my with my financial advisor actually and that that sometimes points towards a, a very healthy long-term relationship as well if they're willing to do that kind of thing and, and, and go out of the way at that stage and I quite frankly didn't have a pot to pee in and when my financial advisor you know I started working with, with, with him and uh, he's been absolutely fabulous right through the journey through the thick and the thin so really 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 important. Well I think you know you forget that they'll, they'll enjoy seeing you grow as well. You're right, and people people do things other than for money. They do it for enjoyment, through gratification, whatever the reasons. There are other things other than just uh, earning a living. You've got to earn a living. You want to earn the best living you can, but you also make decisions along the well way that can quite frankly make you feel better and make you feel happy and good about things. And I think the the other thing you mentioned, which is an important one, is don't be shy because the, the old adage I know it's kind of overused this but if you don't ask you don't get and I think yeah. there's a huge amount of truth in that so I wouldn't be now knowing what I know now I wouldn't be afraid of asking anyone for uh, pretty much anything that was reasonable I, but, um, I wouldn't have done when I was a young entrepreneur and I just want to stress that you know you should you should just chance your arm and, and ask and you never know I think that's a very very key point and a lesson and I le- I've learned it as well that, you know, the perception I had when I, I was particularly young was that why would that very successful entrepreneur bother speaking to me? That was my, in my mindset. But actually, as you say, it's not all about money, especially if they're successful. They want to see you do well and they will share their time and will share their knowledge and try and help you and point you in direction for no other reason than to see you succeed. And that's a really important point. As you say, ask because, you know, my, my, my second mentor, Michael John Webster absolutely fitted that category. He was a CEO and mentor of the CEO office. And he dealt with a lot of very senior people in London. He was the youngest Nottingham Building Society. He took him from not much to, to, to a lot. And I really sheepishly knocked on his door. And again, he transformed me, saw something, didn't charge me his normal rate, thank God. I think he charged me about 20% of what he normally charges. And just took me under his wing and helped me enormously. But it took a lot of guts to go in and knock on that door because I thought he'd laugh me out of court because his title of his company is called CEO Office and I wasn't a CEO at the time. I think there's a lot of lessons there. That's probably a good place to, to, to end. George, anything you want to add or? No, Guy, I think that covers everything very nicely. Thank you both. And we'll be back next week for another episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.